myself. I am a mother of four children. Um, I'm 54 years old. Yeah, no one believes it. No one. So I have... <laughs> I, 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 olive oil. Olive oil. Anyway, yes, olive oil. And so my twin boys are six foot four. They're 29. And I have a 19-year-old son and a 17-year-old daughter. And I'm standing here today purely only by the grace of God because I'm a 65 baby and at the age of seven, my aunt gave me to my uncle to be raped systematically for two years. I went to her about it. She said, he only wants you. I had attempts on my life as a child because I was told if I said anything, I would be killed. So I had attempts made on my life. My aunt even tried to drown me to stop me from speaking. I was born here, but my parents, my mother's, who's divorced from my father, sent me to St. Lucia with my brothers, and it all happened there. We stayed in St. Lucia for four years. My parents didn't have a clue what was going on. So they were sending money for our education, thinking we were fine. But when parcels would arrive from London, my aunt was selling them. And so I was wearing clothes of when I was nine, of when I was seven. It was, it was horrendous. We were really abused. So came back to England, cut a long story short, came back to England, lived with my mother for a very short time. I'm her only daughter. I'm one of three, but I've got half-brothers and sisters. Mum was beating us intensely, and we didn't understand what happened to this loving woman. She was, she was suffering from paranoid schizophrenia. So we were subsequently taken into care, and my soul was literally broken. Our soul, as we know, is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. So even before I was born, there was a spirit of rejection because my father didn't believe I was my mother's child. So I grew up with a broken soul. I fell into wrong relationships, domestic violence relationships, um, abused, raped as an adult. I married a man that I should not have married. The Holy Spirit said to me, do not marry that man. But I went ahead and married him because my self-esteem, my soul was broken. But on the flip side of that, God, I don't know how this happened, but it's only by the grace of God. I went on to obtain a law degree. I went on to obtain a master's in television journalism. I went on to, and it's like, I'm only saying this, to give glory to God where he's taken someone who was just a mess, total mess. I, you know, worked in TV and I've, You know, my life is just, (laughs) I just look at it back and I'm like, really? And then he calls me to be ordained as a pastor. And I'm like, really? Are you really sure about this? So, yes, I went to Bible college and everything and I got ordained. And I became a Christian in 1996 on my 30th birthday. I heard the voice of God where he said, Mandy, it's time to come home. It was at Buckersdale Baptist Church. So I've been a Christian for over 20-odd years. I've taught in women's ministries, children's ministries, helped plant church, all kinds of things. So I consider it a privilege that when anyone asks me to speak, my prayer is, Lord, unless the word has been made flesh in my life and unless it's anointed by the Holy Spirit, I will not get up and preach. I will not get up and teach because you can go to uni and get information and get your qualifications. But as the body of Christ, we are to encourage each other, help each other grow. And a broken soul 
when your soul is so broken, you don't know who you are. You have no identity. So people can come into your unwalled life because your spirit is unwalled and they can say this to you and they can entice you of all different things. And that's what's happened to me. So the area of ministry that I now work in, I, you know, God has called me to minister to prostitutes. So I work with these precious ladies. I've I'm training to be in that. I also have a ministry called Elect Ladies and Female Dignity is a charity where we're raising funds to provide portable sanitary uh, making machines to rural villages in Africa because the women out there, we are very blessed in this country. Even if we haven't got much money, we can go and buy a packet of pads for next to nothing. In Africa, they use stones and grass and stuff like that or they're ostracized on their own for a week. So the question for us all is today, How strong is your soul? So God took a woman like myself with souls like water and he's built up my mind. He's built up my will. He's restored my emotions in accordance with his word. And the song I surrender that I chose this morning is about are we prepared to surrender our souls so that the spirit of God can come into our souls And raise us up to do the works of Jesus. Because Jesus, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was battling with the wills, his will. He said, not my will though, Lord, but your will. And what did God do? In his tremendous power, he raised him from the cross. And we're all in it today. And even before that all happened, the surrendering of Jesus' life, where he did miracles and he ministered love and compassion... All that was from a surrendered soul, a surrendered spirit, and a surrendered body. So prior sin, I don't know if you can see this. This is from Spirit Life Ministries. We were like this. If you can see the head, the green head, if you can focus on that. Before sin, each and every one of us, we were whole in our spirit, in our soul, and in our body. When sin came... And when we have been brought up in our environments, if you look at the middle picture, you can see where the green is slowly being ebbed away. But then when you look at the red picture, you can see what's missing. And in my opinion, I believe it's Christ that's missing when we are so battered down like that. So, as we know... Our mind, our mind, our will, and our emotions make up our soul. And 1 Thessalonians says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's 1 Thessalonians 5.23. James 1.21 says, Therefore lay aside every aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls so the question for us today is we know when i said how strong is your soul in relation to the mind i'm going to deal with one each area at a time who is influencing your mind is it the current culture what we watch on tv is it the celebrity culture It could even be mums in the playground. It could even be your spouse. It can even be the voice in your head. Because if your mind is not feeding on the word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to be your teacher, your mind will flow with the current trends of society. 
And the thing what we have, what's happened to a lot of us as Christians, because we're not breaking the criminal law of the land, we think we're safe. But what does God's word say when he, you know, fear comes upon you? Have you got the word, the scripture that says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind? Lord, what is a sound mind in my situation? I'm frightened, Lord. I haven't got any children. Um, I haven't got any money to feed my kids. You know, I'm in this abusive environment. I've got so-and-so gossiping about me, and I'm even gossiping myself. So what we put in our minds When it's the word of God, it will pull down every imagination and reasoning that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. So the question is, what are you feasting your mind on every day? One of the things I used to feast on, I I used to be a Netflix binger. And um, one of the programs I used to love watching was Empire. Who's ever heard of Empire? It's a black version of Dynasty. It's filled with murder, adultery. It's high-powered drama. But I loved the fashion. I absolutely love the fashion. I love anything to do with elegance. I love it. So I'd be watching Empire. I'm in that cookie line, coming up for one-liners. You know, because I lived in America for a few years. They had some amazing one-liners. So season six was about, is about to come out. I said, yeah, Empire's back. And God said, so you're going to sit there, the Holy Spirit, and watch that. I, Lord, I need something to fill my mind after a busy day. He said, Cookie Lion, really? Really, Amanda, you're going to feast your mind on that? I said, what do I do? He said, fast. I went, Empire, Lord, it's the last season. It's never coming on TV again. <laughs> he said, fast. I don't want you watching that. You're not supposed to set any wicked thing before your eyes. I went, okay, I get it. Now, when Empire snippets of it come from my YouTube channel, I'm like, no, no, I don't bother with that anymore. So it's our mind. And also, iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Who are you keeping company with? That is really important because, again, you know, when that person's talking, it's going into our spirit. And the next thing you know, you're meditating, you're thinking about that conversation whether you're with that person or not. But that has taken space up in your mind and it can affect the way you think about a lot of things. So be careful. Watch your mind. I pray the Holy Spirit shows you to think about what you are actually thinking about. And if it's not in accordance with anything that's true, that's pure, that's lovely, that's of good report, that's of praiseworthy, don't think on it. When somebody wants to come along and start their gossiping thing you know what, I think I need to go to the loo. You know, just find a way because God is, God provides a way, you know, every temptation, there's no temptation that's overtaken us that we cannot get out of. So think on your mind. Our will, our decision maker, which is our decision maker. Romans 12, 1 to 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How many times have we all made decisions that have not been in accordance with that good 
and perfect and acceptable will of God. It looked good. Oh gosh, that dress, Lord. You're talking to someone who loves dresses and shoes. <laughs> that, <laughs> that dress, Lord, those, yeah. Um, but how many dresses have you got in your wardrobe? And when was the last time you wore even half of them? And you love handbags, don't you, Amanda? So how many have you got there again? Have you ever thought, Amanda, about looking outside of yourself and lining up my will for the poor with your will and taking some of your resources and those handbags and those shoes and that money or whatever and blessing someone else? That is lining up your will with the will of God. Amanda, or any of you here, when was the last time you invited your neighbor in for a cup of tea? I care for the lost. I care for the orphan. I care for the widow. Don't you think by her being in your presence, I can touch her? When Joseph was in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's house was blessed by virtue of the fact that Joseph was there. So by us bringing someone into our home, or not necessarily at home all the time, because you've got to be careful, but inviting someone out for coffee. God could bless your home by the very fact that you have stretched out to someone else and vice versa. Sometimes with our will, it's six o'clock, you may have had a full day at work, you're tired, the kids, and I've had four, and I know some of you have got multiple children, and even if you have one child, Your life is not your own. How many times have we sat down tired and someone's name goes through your head and you think, oh, I'll call him tomorrow. That's the will of God prompting you to do something in accordance with his will. So my prayer is that when we all leave this place today, that the Holy, we've become so sensitive to the voice of the spirit that when he says to us, call so-and-so, take this to so-and-so, we are, and, and we do it. That's instant obedience. We're lining up our will with his will. Some of us have come out of really fraught, horrible relationships, and, I'm, and I, I have to admit this. When I first divorced my ex-husband, I wanted him dead, actually, because of the domestic violence he inflicted on the children and I. My heart was so hard. I did not want him walking the planet. I just didn't. Because for me, the pain was just so traumatic of of, of what had happened. And I suspected that he was also involved with someone else as well. Where in the Bible does it say that we are supposed to hold unforgiveness towards those that have hurt us? And I went, what? And God said, if you want to be filled with me, you need to be emptied of you. That wasn't easy. And he took me on a journey where he had to align my will with his will to pray for my ex-husband, to bless, but pray pray for most sincere heart because it was like, me, pray for, what? No. Mm -mm." But he had to take me from that attitude and I had to surrender and yield and let him break me because a broken and contrite heart he doesn't despise and I had to pray for my ex-husband that now even though my ex-husband still hates me for exposing him I want God's best for that man I want him to have peace 
love. I want everything that I would want for my children and myself. I want it for that man. That is lining up our will with the will of God. I hope I'm making sense. Our emotions. So Romans tells us about presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. Our emotions can deceive us into accepting a standard of living that is not befitting for all of us who are queens and daughters of the Most High God. You know, many of us have been susceptible to a wrong person coming into our life, telling us how lovely we are or whatever. And we've compromised and we've succumbed and we've gone with that person. And in my case, I had children. But some of us have children, some of us don't. But my body wasn't a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God because I allowed it to be used by people who were not chosen by God to be in my life. So what habits do you or I have that we are defiling our body with? What habits? I pray the Holy Spirit enlightens and shows for us to repent. Now, why is there such a battle for the soul? Why is there such a battle in the spiritual realm for the soul? Because when we become born again, our spirit man is connected to God. Our body is of the earth. It has, you know, this body has to be guided by the spirit, but the soul is in between. So the soul, Hebrews 4, talks about the soul, the senses being trained so it can come under subjection to the spirit, which is in subjection to God. And what Satan does, instead of our souls and our minds being fixed on um, God, um, Colossians 3 says, set your minds on things that are above, not the things that are on the earth. So what Satan tries to do, you, you can have a brilliant time of prayer in the morning. You're rejuvenated, you're strong, you've walked out of the door and you're really going for it. All of a sudden... I don't know if it's happened to you. It's happened to me many times. You feel yourself going down a a rabbit hole and you're like, how did I get here? That is Satan stealing the word that was immediately given to you in prayer at that time. And what he does when he's successful at that, he steals that word and he brings your soul down to the earthly realm. So you're focusing on your, the situations in your life that are negative or that are painful. So he's pulled you out of the heavenly realm because when we become born again, we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So what he does, he comes along with a situation, puts it in your soul, pulls you out of the heavenly realm. The next thing you know, you're on the earth, like scratching around thinking something's happening because I prayed this morning. You said, Lord, you said, Lord, you said, Lord, why am I here? No, when that happens, we are to get our minds back into that scripture, back into that place, back into the heavenly realm. So Satan's aim is to keep us like turkeys on the ground, scratching around for everything instead of allowing God to raise us up like eagles so we can fly. So how strong is your soul today? I'm standing here today purely by the grace of God. And one of my scriptures, he renews my youth like the eagles. And when we stay in God, he renews our youth like the eagles. We will run and not be weary. We will walk and not faint. And even when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. But that can only happen if we are feasting on the word, praying in the Holy Spirit every single day. 
Never ever feel you're alone. I'm sure all of you here are connected to one another in such a way. If you're feeling down, pick up the phone and call each other. And one, a, a word of caution, when I come across someone that I'm sharing with and I pick up a judgmental spirit, I immediately shut down. Because when someone shares their life with you, it's a privilege, it's an honor, because they're going through pain and they're sharing with you. You grab your sister and you pray and you take her back up into the heavenly realms. She's not to stay down here scratching with the turkeys. No. Lift her up like you had the four friends that took their friend to Jesus. They cut a hole in the cut a hole in the spirit for your friend. Stand in the gap and intercede for her and each other. If someone's having um, situations with their children and they come to you, you stand in the gap. That is aligning your will with the will of God for deliverance and salvation for that home or that sister or that situation. But when we sit there and we gossip about that person's situation. We've allowed Satan to pull us out from the heavens and we are scratching on the earth. So today I pray that your soul be strengthened, your mind be strengthened in the word. Your sight will see what God wants you to see. Your ears will hear what God wants you to hear. Your heart will receive what God wants you to receive and your mouth will only speak the word of God. And on that note, God bless you all.